Well, the House of Representatives has been at a standstill for nearly two weeks as Republicans look to elect a new speaker. We welcome in ABC's Andy Field. Andy, Jim Jordan has the party's nomination, but there's conflicting reports on if he has the votes or will have the votes. Where do things stand right now? Well, most people are keeping their, uh, their cards pretty close to the vest. There are a couple of major players uh, who previously said, no, they weren't going to vote for Jim Jordan, now saying, yes, they will. Mike Rogers, who is, uh, has a lot of power, he's the chairman of the House Armed Services Committee. Today he said he will back uh, Jim Jordan from Ohio, even though he had previously expressed some serious reservations about him getting the job. Another guy, Ken Calvert, a Republican from California, he's also a defense hawk. Uh, last week he told reporters uh, uh, they were a, an absolute no on Jordan, now flipped and will endorse him as well. Uh, so it's uh, either he's doing a really good job of convincing people or uh, we're getting some bad information here. Remember, only 155 out of the 221 House Republicans voted for him behind closed doors. Now, they need 217. He only has 155 in that straw poll vote. Uh, But there are some people who will just say, okay, well, our guy didn't win behind closed doors. We should coalesce behind him and get a House Speaker here. We've gone almost two weeks now without a House Speaker. This has not happened in U.S. history before. I mean, there's so many firsts, they're going to have to rewrite all the history books. So we already went through uh, Republican Steve Scalise. He had won the endorsement. Then he withdrew after failing to uh, consolidate support. What What are the other options? Um, this interim speaker. Well, there doesn't seem to be another Republican option that everyone's kind of coalescing behind. There had been some talk earlier that uh, some moderate Republicans would work with Democrats to find someone who was acceptable. Even the gentleman who's got the job uh, temporarily right now, uh, but uh, that would mean they'd have to make a whole lot of concessions to the Democrats in terms of committee assignments, uh, rules changes, uh, and I don't know that Republicans want to do that. Especially even though they have a very thin majority, uh, anyone who's in a majority is very reluctant to give up even an ounce of that power. Andy, this is kind of an opinion question here, but certainly it's a critical time, right? Government funding is running out in the country. You've got aid to Ukraine. You've got the situation in Israel. Certainly time is of the essence. But are Republicans looking at it more in terms of the long game than the short-term immediacy? Everything is on a standstill right now, but how are they viewing this? I, I, I I I wish I could answer that question. I don't know the answer to it. I mean, there are members of the Republican Party, mostly moderates, who are shaking their heads and saying, this just doesn't look good for the party. It's a very bad look when you have the majority in the House and you cannot get together and govern, and they have shown this. Uh, Kevin McCarthy always had a tenuous hold on that seat because he gave away so much in order to get the job, including uh, the fact that any one member of his caucus could get up and say, hey, we don't think you're doing a good job. Let's have a vote to recall you, which is what Matt Gates did last week. And he found eight uh, people, including himself, that said, so long, you're not going to be the House Speaker anymore. But with really uh, no uh, alternative in sight at the moment, or at least when, when he did that. And still, uh, Jim Jordan, we're told, is pushing for a vote tomorrow, uh, but... The question is, will we see the same repeat of what we saw last January, where 
it took 15 votes to get Kevin McCarthy in there, and will Jim Jordan have to give up all this power as well? I don't think there's any other way to say it. It's it's embarrassing for our country. I mean, not just one party, but for our, our country to be going through this. What is the plan to deal with Israel if, if there isn't a, Can this interim speaker deal with Israel, or do the Democrats have a plan in the Senate to help pass aid for Israel? Well, there, well certainly the Democrat—look, this is bipartisan in the House and Senate, and, and pretty much in, in, the, uh, in the House as well. In terms of support for Israel, there's no question that that money, once there's a speaker in place and they can start moving things again, will end up going to Israel. The problem is, is that there are many moderate Republicans and a whole lot of Democrats who say, we also want to make sure that Ukraine gets the money it needs. And that's the fly in the ointment, because there are a number of of pretty far right Republicans we're saying we don't want to spend another dime on Ukraine. We should be spending it on the U.S. border in, uh, with Mexico instead. Andy, if this falls apart, I, I don't know who would be lining up to, <laughs> to, to be the next House Speaker. It, it just kind of the situation we're in. But is it sort of back to square one if Jordan doesn't have the votes or decides to just pull his name like Scalise did? Well, it's interesting. One, one, of, the, one of the options I heard talked about, but I cannot believe that it's serious because she basically got hounded out of the Republican caucus, and that's Liz Cheney, uh, who's no longer a member of Congress. You don't have to be a member of Congress in order to get the House Speaker job. Others had floated uh, Donald Trump's name as well, but I don't think anyone was really serious about that. Uh, Liz Cheney actually might be a unifying force. There could be enough Democrats and enough Republicans together to say, yeah, let's make her House Speaker at least for the next year. Uh, and at least get some sanity back into the House where we're not having this constant back and forth. You know, I, I guess this has opened my eyes to something I, I, I guess I just haven't paid much attention to, but that's the, the division within the Republican Party. Is, it's never appeared more apparent than it has through all this. It's always been there. The, the problem is, is that the, the, the folks who are, I, I, I don't know, for a better word, more radical or certainly uh, the hardliners, uh, they're more vocal. You hear from them more often. It's the it's kind of the the meat and potatoes everyday Republicans who are out there representing the vast majority of the country uh, are not as vocal, and they just want to get things done. But again, the way it is set up with a very slim majority in the House, uh, just a handful of Republicans can really create havoc. Is exactly what we've seen over the last couple of weeks. And years with uh, John Boehner and the last two Republicans, Paul Ryan, also leaving under pressure from from the right flanks. What what happened? Are there other when you talk about Liz Cheney, I almost fell off my chair. Like, how, how would someone <laughs> how, how could that be? I, I mean, are, are they trying is do you think there is a, an uprising of, of a more centrist voice? I, I don't know. I, I mean, no one's this is these are things that people are telling us behind the scenes, but are afraid to come out and say it publicly. Uh, look, there's no love lost for Liz Cheney for Democrats. Uh, she, despite the fact that she did stand up against Donald Trump uh, and and the folks who were behind the insurrection and, and was very critical of many of her fellow Republicans uh, for not speaking out against the, the false election claims, uh, there is some support for her in the Republican Party, and you don't need a whole lot of Republicans uh to go over to the side of the Democrats to, I mean, for example, Hakeem Jeffries, who is the minority leader, 
if he collected, I think, four Republicans, uh, he could become the House Speaker, even though they don't have the majority here. The likelihood of that happening is really slim, but if Jim Jordan doesn't win tomorrow uh, on whatever number of votes they might take here, they're going to get into a pretty desperate situation where we literally have a branch of government that cannot work. ABC's Andy Field, ABC's Andy Field, covering this story. I don't know how long we'll be covering this story, but at least through tomorrow. (laughs) We'll be here for sure. Andy, thanks so much for your time. We'll check it again soon. Take care. Yeah, vote is scheduled for uh, about 11 o'clock tomorrow. We'll see if that holds.